The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Domain Masters, the longest-running podcast where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. We discuss domains from many different perspectives, including the legal rights of owners and trademark holders, domain values, and monetization strategies. We show you how to utilize domains to drive traffic to your business so you can gain favorable search engine rankings. We discuss power tools of the trade with the power players of the industry every week right here on Domain Masters. Please welcome your host, Victor Pitts. Welcome to Domain Masters, the show where you learn to be the master of your domain. You're listening to Domain Masters on WebmasterRadio.fm. I'm your host, Victor Pitts. Since 2003, DN Journal has become the de facto standard of information for the domain industry. The editor and the founder of, of DN Journal, Ron Jackson, comes from a journalistic background. And so what he brought to the industry was credible news and information uh, about the domain industry, both the good, the bad, and the ugly. Uh, he attends trade show conferences. He networks with domainers. He, he's at events covering, covering the people, covering the stories. Uh, anything that is happening on the Internet in terms of new companies that are entering into the market, uh, old companies that are leaving the market, uh, domainers that are having tremendous success stories. Ron Jackson is right on top of it. And one of the biggest services that he provides to the industry is, is tracking of domain name sales. And, and when I say tracking of domain name sales, it's not just simply letting anybody report to them, report to him um, the the amount of the sale and, and some details about it. He actually, you know, verifies that the information is accurate. He takes his information from credible sources, and he only wants to take and know about the cash deals because that's what he reports. And what that does for the industry then is it creates a, a repository of historical domain sales information that people for a variety of reasons can take and access and and compare how domain sales are doing over time sometimes the same domain might be sold uh repeatedly and other times it's just you know tracking from year to year to year how the industry is trending so um ron always does a summary at the beginning of the year and and reports at the first major uh, conference, uh, industry conference, that kind of kickstarts that year off. And so, without further ado, welcome to Domain Masters, Ron Jackson. Ron, how you doing? I'm doing great, Victor. Great to uh, be in touch with you again. Well, it's good to have you back on the show, and I know that our, our listeners are excited. Anytime that uh, Ron Jackson is announced to be uh, on uh, Domain Masters, and you've done quite a few episodes over the years, and it's good to have you back. Um, Ron, I, I want to kind of jump right into it. One of the events that I, I missed and, and uh, wish I had been there 
was the uh, Domain Fest uh, conference in in California. And besides just being a, a great event, it's it's being one of the largest uh, uh, industry trade shows, bringing people together. Um, many of them they'd also go to, to traffic, but a lot of other faces too uh, attend Domain Fest that you don't see um, unless you attend that particular event. But the most important reason that I, I wanted to attend Domain Fest was to uh, hear more about uh, you know your report on how the industry has uh, shaped up in 2011, as well as uh, you know how things uh, are kind of positioned in in, in your your mind uh, for 2012 and the stories that you think are important uh, and that you're going to be playing paying close attention to. So can you kind of give our listeners uh, a little bit of a taste of of what they missed and what was 2011 like from a, a domain sales perspective? Well, from a sales perspective, um, I, I broke down all the numbers in a monthly newsletter that we do in our January newsletter, and it was pretty much a, a mixed bag. Um, the uh, number of the reported domain sales in 2011 uh, total dollar volume, speaking in those terms, was actually down some. But we found when we looked at the numbers more closely, that was mostly due to the impact of a single sale. If you look back in the final quarter of 2010, that was when Sex.com sold for $13 million, which of course is the uh, highest reported all-cash domain sale on record. Mm -hmm. So now when you look at comparables in 2011, there were no sales of that magnitude, and there never have been in history. So you're trying to you know, compare numbers for 2011 against those, and not surprisingly, the dollar volumes were down. But what we found were that um, if you had taken that one sale out, there was almost no difference. The market held pretty steady. Median prices were down just slightly, but the market was pretty much holding it own through what's been a really difficult time in the general economy. Uh, what I'm finding interesting now that we're uh, into the new year is that uh, both uh, what I'm seeing in the data that comes to us and what some others are starting to report about, including uh, Elliot Silver had an interesting uh, piece on his blog this week about uh, seeing sales starting to take off again. And in our most recent weekly domain sales report, uh, we put those out each Wednesday, the sales that have been reported to us the previous seven days. It was really a blockbuster week. And uh, so it looks like things are about to um, you know, get back on the upswing again, and not surprisingly, that's kind of dovetailing with a lot of news we're seeing in the general press about the general economy picking up. So mm -hmm. when businesses start feeling better about spending money and about their prospects, uh, then they've got a lot more interest or, um, you know, they're, they're not so reluctant to go out and invest money in a, in a domain name that's going right. to benefit their business. How would you profile the the nature of the sales in 2011? You, you said they're pretty much on par in terms of the, the numbers once you strip out the big sell from uh, 2010, but they're pretty much on par. But was the distribution amongst uh, uh, the GTLDs, the established uh, and powerful GTLDs and, and the uh, country codes, um, was there any difference between 2011 from and, and from 2010 from a trend perspective and, and the way that the domain sales were, were happening? Well, the dot-coms are always dominant. Mm -hmm. um, a trend that we've seen now probably for three or four years has been um, a lot of strength in the CCTLDs in terms of growth. Uh, three or four years back in our sales reports, you, you know, again, you would always have the dot-com see them dominating the all-extension leaderboards. It used to be that the non-dot-com GTLDs kind of held, held – uh, 
second place in, in that in those rankings. You would see you know more nets and and dot orgs. And I can remember oh where we didn't even have enough CCTLD sales reported to fill a top <laughs> twenty chart. And that whole situation started reversing a few years ago. And uh, I would say for the past two years now, the CCLT, CCTLDs have clearly been stronger. We see more dollar volume there. And uh, every week we have, uh, you'll see more, almost every week you'll see more country codes on the top 20 leaderboard than you will the non-COM GTLDs. So I, I think the trend that we've seen continue, and again it's been one that's been ongoing for a while, is that dot-com remains overwhelmingly the top choice. But as the Internet has uh, grown around the globe uh, in those local markets, the, uh, particularly in the industrialized nations, the mm -hmm. local country code is very popular, and um, they're seeing probably more rapid growth in percentage terms even than the dot-com is in a lot of countries. And how has, uh, over the years, I know the companies have changed in, in the marketplace in terms of how names are sold, um, how, it, it, without getting into you know, company names, but in terms of the vehicles for, for selling names, uh, live auctions, online auctions, uh, private brokerage, um, listing sites, how, have you seen any sort of transition from your perspective on how names are effectively being sold in the marketplace uh, that has, has been different from past years? Well, certainly we, we've all seen a big fall off in the live domain auctions. There was a time we'll all recall like in 07 when they sold $12 million worth of domains in one day at a traffic conference in yeah. New York City. But in, in recent years, all of the auctions um, – Everywhere, you know, have uh, have tended to uh, drop considerably, and it's not really a surprise because uh, that is a domainer to domainer market for the for the most part, mm -hmm. and a lot of domainers were buying you know domains in the past because they had very strong revenue streams they could count on. But as we saw uh, parking revenue start to dry up here over the last couple of years that lessened the value of those domains in the eyes of other domainers. Mm -hmm. So I think the, a big change that I've seen, particularly over the past year, is the role that independent brokers are playing now. Because it, you know it's really important if you're going to get top dollar, you've got to connect with that end user. And that's what a good broker does. They'll go out and make the calls and um, you know try to find the person that's going to be the best or business is going to be the best fit for that domain. So I've seen more and more people get into the brokerage business and um, a lot of them have been very successful at it. So I, I think that's uh, something that we're going to continue to see. There's been an emphasis uh, with domain owners, uh, a bigger emphasis on sales, because with that parking revenue stream drying up, you know, a lot of them have got fixed costs that they've got to meet. So to offset the loss of revenue on that side, there a lot more people are putting decent domains out on the market, so they're demanding brokerage services as well. And uh, through sales, they're getting some of that money that they lost on the parking side. So uh, that's one of, I think one of the biggest trends in the industry is, is kind of been that reversal of roles. Before, you like to kind of keep the cow and just benefit from that milk, the parking right. money. Right. But now it's gotten to a point where you're having to sell off some of the cattle. And, um, you know, I, I think that will continue to be the case here through uh, 2012 because we're not seeing – 
anything that would really make us think that parking is going to take off again. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the big problems there, you've just got a pretty much now a single upstream provider in Google. Since uh, Yahoo's kind of pulled out of it, and Google and Google can pretty much do whatever they want and you know parcel out how, however many pennies they want to parcel out. Mm-hmm. So um, and that leads to still another trend, which is uh, trying to find independence from Google and how you go about doing that. Uh, and so that's, that has led to one of the, um, the, the highest levels of interest that I'm seeing in, in the storytelling that we do uh, is in uh, alternate forms of monetization. So I've mm-hmm. done some articles about uh, some of the new companies that are come on, coming along. Uh, we did an st- uh, item about Protrata and their whole trading system. I'm getting ready to do one on um, Eagle Lickman's new company, Traffic Media, is doing some really interesting stuff in that respect. And th- there's really a lot of them out there, and that's kind of a holy grail that uh, everyone's searching for. And Lead Gen is another thing. Uh, Braden Pollock's doing a lot of great work in that area. I just did a cover story on him um, at the end of, of 2011. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there are people working in all of these different areas. And uh, with the, the skill sets that we have and how brilliant some of these people are, I know that someone is going to find that answer. When they do, they're, they're going to make a massive amount of money because <laughs> everyone's searching for that. And, and you just know it's out there because traffic has value. Right. So it's just you know, connecting it with the right source. Oh, it's, it's so very true. Um, so of, of the platforms, I know that uh, domainers uh, love parking platforms because it, it, it's easy. You know, you you have your your partnership, your relationship with uh, whoever your parking partner is. You you point your names to their DNS or or to the uh, URL that they they direct you to, and and uh, and the rest of it's just done with the traffic and and get your paycheck. Do you see any any of these uh, new monetization solutions that? offer uh, similar type of uh, uh, results as, as in the uh, past that uh, they were uh, earning on their old pay-per-click systems with that relative ease, or are we still quite a ways from reaching that, that back to that level? I've seen that some that have come close. I don't think we're quite there. There, there were some platforms, uh, for example, that um, you could set up e-commerce uh, stores, and that was a pretty easy operation that uh, yielded some really nice-looking sites. But the problem that, that we keep getting into is it will work for a while, and then Google will spot it, and then they'll drop, drop these uh, mass monetization platforms out of their search results, and mm-hmm. then uh, once again, you know, you see the plunge in revenue. Uh, I know in speaking with Braden uh, for this cover story we did a couple of months ago, that's what he is working on, a way to um, make lead gen as simple in a platform as, as parking was. And um, he thinks that he's on that track and will have something to unveil this year. Uh, he, he made his money in one specific vertical, which was the, the legal field, working with lawyers. And mm-hmm. so he has um, advertisers all set up in that vertical who will buy that lead gen traffic. And now you're bypassing Google entirely, which is, mm-hmm. you know, that's the independence that everyone's seeking. So what he's trying to do now, from my understanding and speaking with him, is to take that model and move it into other verticals and line up these advertisers. So it's a fairly big undertaking, and uh, I know he's put a lot of time into that, but if he succeeds in that or someone else does or something similar, then you might get to that ease of use. But that's certainly you know, what everyone's striving for because that was uh, really the beauty of parking. You could just do it. You could do 5,000 domains and you know, snap of a finger and, mm-hmm. and start seeing revenue come in. So it, it was a lovely model. 
But, you know, it's just like everything. Uh, it was so easy. Um, you know, right. th- those things never seem to last. Uh, sooner or later, something comes along and upsets the apple cart. We're going to take a short break for some commercials. When we return, we'll be rejoined by Ron Jackson of DN Journal. You're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm your host. Domain Masters will be back after this short break. Stay tuned. Oh, yeah. My day is done. Time for happy hour. You're already done for the day? Yeah, because I use certifiedknowledge.org. Their PPC tools literally save me hours every day. How do you keep on top of all of Google's new features? Easy. With Certified Knowledge, their interactive learning modules keep me up to date. And if there's something I don't know, I can watch their video lessons without having to hunt around the Google help files. Great. I'm ready to expand my knowledge. Hi, I'm Brett Geddes. I'm the only leader officially supported by Google to teach the advanced track of the AdWords Seminars for Success. I personally recommend CertifiedKnowledge.org as your one-stop shop for all your PPC needs. Learn. Optimize. Connect. Be smart. Go to CertifiedKnowledge.org now. As you know, being an expert at f***. (gasps) What did she say? Requires lots of practice and a great tool. Think you could use some help with f***? Whoa! You're not alone. Hundreds have used our tool to take their f- performance to the next level. The language! Of course, we're talking about managing Facebook ads on Aquizio. Oh. Buy, track, manage, optimize, and report on media across all major ad networks. Visit Aquizio.com to get a demo today. Aquizio. Search, social, display, one platform. Johnson, what's this mantis I keep hearing about? Do we need to call an exterminator? No, sir. Moby Mantis is our new SMS marketing tool. SM what? SMS. Text messaging. Moby Mantis lets us communicate directly with our customers in real time. We can send promos, coupons. It even lets our customers market for us by sharing offers with their friends online. It's been great for business. Hmm. Sounds expensive. Actually, I sign us up for an extended free trial. It hasn't cost us a dime. Good work, Johnson. I guess the only thing we'll be exterminating is the competition. To get your free extended trial of Moby Mantis, text RADIO to 21691. That's RADIO to 21691 for Moby Mantis. Blog, blog, blog. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're the talk of the town. WebmasterRadio.fm. Thanks for listening. WebmasterRadio.fm. We're everywhere. We're back with more Domain Masters, where we teach you to be the master of your domain. Master of your domain. Here's Victor Pitts. Welcome back to Domain Masters. My name is Victor Pitts. I'm the host. You're listening to Domain Masters on WebmasterRadio.fm. Uh, tonight's episode, we're interviewing Ron Jackson of DN Journal. We're going to rejoin Ron at this time. So as you had mentioned, the 2010 numbers, 2011 numbers were about the same when you, you stripped out that, that one large uh, cell that kind of skewed things off. But the, the over time, um, domainers are buying less of other domainers' uh, names because you know they don't have the monetization uh, revenue uh, to, to uh to support those uh, larger claims, but the sales are still happening. So it must mean that there's other buyers besides domainers buying these things. So have you seen uh, a trend up uh, for uh, end users uh, purchasing uh, quality domain names? I do think there are more end users in the market now than there used to be, and, and part of that is just that over time, 
uh, Main Street businesses have become more familiar with the Internet and uh, the importance to their business of getting online mm-hmm. is not something that they can ignore anymore. And, you know, I just uh, put up a post today in our lowdown section, uh, which was uh, BIA Kelsey is a major local media research firm, and they do massive studies of small to medium-sized businesses to see how they're going to spend their ad dollars. And I thought there were very interesting numbers that came out of their latest research, is that three years from now, the entire small to medium business section in America, which is 70% of the American economy, they said that they're only going to be spending 30% of their ad budget in old traditional media that's Mm. offline. 70% of those ad budgets are going to go online, which is fabulous news for people who are building (laughs) advertiser-supported websites. So everything is going in that direction. And these businesses, uh, I mean, again, these are Main Street uh, SMBs, uh, they are realizing that they need that presence online. To That's where their customers have all gone now, and you always have to follow the eyeballs in advertising. So I think that's, that's a very exciting um, prospect. And uh, another thing that we just saw this week in um, our weekly sales column for the first time, Frank Schilling's company, DomainNameSales.com, reported their results. In the past, they've just um, offered a range. They would say, we sold something and it fell in this range. And of course, we can't chart anything unless it's an exact number. And for the first time, um, they shared their data with us this week, and it was pretty phenomenal, Mm -hmm. uh, the number of sales they were doing and the prices they were getting. In fact, they just had the first seven-figure sale of the year that we we reported this week, which was personalloans.com at a million dollars. But I think um, uh, Frank's done a great job of uh, showcasing those high-quality domains and using the traffic that those type-in domains draw by uh, making it plain that those domains are available. So when Mm -hmm. uh, a corporation is searching for maybe they're in that field, the finance field, and do a lot of personal loans, they may type that in. They come up on a page that tells them that's for sale and uh, at domain name sales. And other platforms are doing similar things. So we're seeing those people buy the domains. I think there was a lot of resistance in the past because they didn't understand the value of those domains. They couldn't understand you know, how, how could a domain be $100,000 or a million dollars or something? But right. uh, there's been enough mainstream press coverage of those kinds of sales and, and explanations of why they're so valuable in search that I think a lot of that resistance is kind of eroded. And now, you know, business does understand why that value is there. What do you think are, are some of the, um, the issues that uh, are, are out there now that that concerns it should should if if it doesn't already concern domainers, it, it should concern them from from your uh, perspective. Well, one thing that, that's always uh, very concerning is when you have something of value, there's going to be uh, some jealousy there, and there's also going to be an element that's going to want to take that away from you. And uh, we've certainly seen that with the publicity surrounding domain names and their value. Uh, a lot of overreaching by so-called trademark interests who don't really have legitimate trademark interests mm-hmm. in a generic term, yet they'll try to take it away from you. And anyone can file a UDRP um, or even a, a federal lawsuit, and unless you've got you know, the depth uh, of resources to fight those, that, that can be a real nightmare. And you'll also see some outrageous decisions when these things go into arbitration 
the ICA just um, sent a letter to ICANN this week protesting a couple of decisions that uh, NAF, the arbitration firm, made that were just outrageous in taking domains away from legitimate owners. Um, uh, when a complaint, uh, an ill-founded complaint was filed against it, and people walk away with a domain that uh, was worth, you know, tens of thousands of dollars that they should have paid for. So that's something the ICA has always kind of been all about. And and as that that value becomes, you know, known wide widely known, you're going to have more people coming after those assets. So mm-hmm. I, I think that's uh, a concern that just grows every every year. Do you think that are are domainers uh, concerned about the new uh, TLDs, or do they consider that more of an opportunity? Well, I, th- I think you've got a, a camp that's really split down the middle on that. Um, there are some people who, um, you know, really were adamantly opposed to it. I, I personally didn't see a need for them, and it, you know, it's, it's written that I don't like to beat a dead horse, so I'll stay what I think usually in one article and. Uh, then I'm on the on the record on that. I mean, it, it is something that's going to open up a lot of money-making opportunities. I just never didn't feel like it. There was a need to create that because there were already uh, so-called new TLDs that had been introduced in recent years that were vastly under, underutilized. So there was like an infinite number of domain combinations out there, and the ones that did come out for the most part, haven't had a great deal of success because it's such a dot-com world and, and that's a bell that you can't unring because there's been billions of dollars of advertisers spent on reinforcing that. On the flip side of the coin, um, it is going to create a lot of um, opportunity for other you know, parts of our industry, people who uh, provide back-end registry services, for instance, mm-hmm. an affiliate or a new star who's going to do the technical underpinnings for the new registry operators that uh, buy these new TLDs. Uh, certainly a, a huge uh, consulting field has sprung up around it because mm-hmm. you've got entrepreneurs who don't really know anything about the Internet that, that think there's a golden opportunity there, and uh, they need some someone to guide them through the labyrinth of how you do the applications with um, uh, ICANN and so on. So, mm-hmm. you know, there there'll be winners and and there'll be losers in it. So, uh I think it's a fait accompli now it's going to happen. So, you know, when something's going to happen, then I think what you do is you just say, okay, uh how can I, you know, what's the best way to play that? How can I benefit from it? So, uh, I think, you know, once that that now that the application process is open, um I think more people will start looking at it that way. Mhm. Outstanding. Well, Ron, uh, I want to thank you again for being on uh, Domain Masters and and sharing with us uh, some of the insight that you have into the numbers uh, for 2010 and and 11 and and where things are trending. I appreciate you uh, being on the show. When are you going to be uh, next out in the field at one of these trade shows for someone to have an opportunity to see you again face-to-face? Well, the next conference we're going to do um, will be in Spain, April next month, April 26th to 28th. We're going to Diane and I are both going to go to Valencia for what will be the fourth Domaining Europe show that uh, Dietmar Steifetz and Jody Chamberlain are going to put on. I've heard great things about that show, and I haven't had a chance to get over to Europe since uh, a traffic show in Amsterdam uh, two or three years back. So. We're looking forward to that and uh, seeing a lot of the European domainers um, who don't get a chance to come over here as often. Uh, I might also point out that 
Uh, a lot of the numbers we are talking about are available online if you want to see the specific numbers. Our January newsletter has that on our site. And our current cover story, since we were talking about trends, uh, I think would also be of special interest if people haven't seen it. In that story, we went out and got 15 leading experts from across different segments of the industry and asked them what they thought the most significant developments of 2011 were and what their predictions were for 2012. So that's a very in-depth article that's on our homepage now that will really give you a lot of insight into, into what people who you know, live and breathe this business think about where we've been and, and where we're headed now in the year ahead. And that's at dnjournal.com? That's correct. Outstanding. Ron, thank you again for being on Domain Masters, and, and it's, uh, it's wonderful to be able to uh, chat with you again. I appreciate you spending your time sharing information uh, with our listeners. Well, I certainly appreciate you having me on and look forward to seeing you down the line here in 2012, Victor. All right. Appreciate it. Folks, we'll come to the close of another edition of Domain Masters, the radio show where you learn to be the master of your domain. I'm your host, Victor Pitts, and you're listening to Domain Masters on webmasterradio.fm. All of our shows are archived at webmasterradio.fm, as well as podcasts on such popular locations as iTunes, Google, and Yahoo. Come back to webmasterradio.fm next week for another informative Domain Masters episode. Till then, best wishes, and I hope that you're each the master of your domain. Good night, folks.